Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD. And there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Simon Peter said, You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God.
It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the twelfth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges and the officers of Israel and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if you be unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and who did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armour of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the equipment of the gospel of peace. Besides all these, taking the shield of faith, with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that utterance may be given me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the Gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly, as I ought to speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to the crowd, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not such as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. This he said in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Many of his disciples, when they heard it, said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples murmured at it, said to them, Do you take offence at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is of no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you that do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who those were that did not believe, and who it was that would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples drew back and no longer went about with him. Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. It has been a great relief to many of us that so many of the restrictions imposed during lockdown are finally being lifted, despite our continued need for care and caution. Here at St Bride's we're dealing with a veritable deluge of requests for weddings, baptisms and memorial services as we deal with the backlog of recent months. And of course, we see the same phenomenon happening in other areas of the life of the city as well. One manifestation of this, which is proving a bit of a challenge to say the least, relates to all those charity fun runs, half marathons, marathons, and sponsored cycling events, which have been canceled or postponed in recent months which are now suddenly happening all at once. Almost all of them require major road closures on our doorstep and cause unimaginable problems to our congregation members because, guess what, they always happen on Sundays because, as everybody knows, nothing really happens in the city on a Sunday, does it? 
Add to that the existing challenges of the extension of the congestion charge, the ULES charge, the dwindling availability of parking spaces in the area, and the fact that there are often major disruptions to the public transport network on Sundays, which is when all the routine works and repairs take place, and you will perhaps understand why our collective heart sinks every time that we are notified of yet another of these wonderful events, all but wiping out yet another Sunday for us. Now, I don't want to come across as a grumpy old rector, and I fully recognise and appreciate how incredibly important these charity events are, both for their participants and for the good causes that they support to great effect. We really do want to work with the organisers rather than against them, but it really can be quite tough at times. In my previous parish, which was in another city, a neighbouring church to ours was situated right in the middle of the route of a major annual half marathon, which always took place on a Sunday morning, which made it extremely difficult for their congregation to get there. So the vicar had the bright idea of asking a local school, which was just next door, if they could use their playground as a car park on the morning of the marathon, since the school would be closed on a Sunday. The school was more than happy to oblige. The only slight difficulty was that the entrance to the school was just the wrong side of one of the road closures. The city council was consulted and everyone was absolutely delighted when the council came up trumps, issuing special permits for the day to enable congregation members access to drive their cars onto the school site and park there. It was a perfect solution. So, the day of the marathon duly came and the first of the congregation members drove to the barrier just outside the school entrance where he encountered a marathon marshal clad in regulation high-vis jacket. Beaming, the congregation member wound down his window and said confidently, Good morning. Do you mind letting me through, please? I'm from the church and we're parking on the school playground this morning. The reply he received was not what he was expecting, and the following exchange ensued. Sorry, sir, I can't let you through. You see, there's a marathon taking place today. Yes, I know there's a marathon today. That's why our congregation have special permission to park in that school playground. Sorry, sir, this road is unfortunately closed. But I have a special permit from the City Council. Our instructions are very clear, sir. No vehicles are permitted to go beyond this point. But I'm not going anywhere near where the runners are passing through. I just need to drive through that school entrance over there. Sorry, sir, no can do. Look, I have this permit issued by the City Council with today's date on it, giving me permission to pass through this barrier and park on that school playground. I don't know anything about any permits, sir, 
and our instructions are absolutely clear. No vehicles are to pass beyond this point. By this stage, other congregation members' cars had started arriving behind the first vehicle, and they got out and started joining in with mounting irritation and incredulity. Where's your supervisor? I'm afraid he's not here at the moment, sir. He's a very busy man. You see, we've got this marathon to marshal. Well, get him on the... I'll leave out the expletive. Get him on the phone, then. It turned out that the supervisor didn't know anything about any special permits either. By this stage, the mood of the growing number of congregation members was turning ugly and the chap at the very front of the queue was positively foaming at the mouth. More on this story later. A second story. I can remember hearing a radio interview with one of the American firemen who had been involved in the 9-11 disaster, in which he described an extraordinary incident that took place when he was risking his own life evacuating people from one of the Twin Towers. The firefighter was moving through the stricken building, room by room, fire and carnage all around. He was doing this in a desperate attempt to get everyone out of the building. And much to his astonishment, he went into one particular office to discover a man there still sitting at his computer, deeply engrossed in a business transaction. Get out! Now, shouted the firefighter incredulously. Without even looking up, the man at the computer waved him away saying, this is important. At which point, the firefighter simply picked him, picked him up and threw him out of the room, ripping his shirt in the process, for which he subsequently apologised on air. Extraordinary. So, why am I telling you these two stories this morning? Because human beings have an extraordinary capacity to focus so narrowly on their own immediate concerns and priorities that they lose the ability to see what is staring them in the face. Mr. Hive's jacket was completely incapable of recognising that just possibly he needed to listen to what he was being told and to check his facts rather than stick rigidly to the one big thing that he thought he knew, regardless of anything or anyone else. And Computer Man in the Twin Towers was so engrossed in his very important business transaction that he was utterly oblivious of the fact that he was sitting right in the middle of the single most appalling terrorist atrocity the world has ever witnessed. Unbelievable. And yet, to a greater or lesser extent, I suspect that we are all capable of exactly the same kind of thing, including myself. Okay, to turn my argument against myself, perhaps I too need to set my own irritation and inconvenience about the impact of those wretched fun runs on our church life to see the bigger picture. We all exercise choices all the time even when we're so immersed in our own little bit of world and our own little bit of life that we don't even notice the fact. We don't stop long enough to look up and see the bigger picture. In our Old Testament reading this morning, Joshua alerts the tribes of Israel 
to the fact that they have a choice. They can choose which God they worship. The God who has brought them out of slavery in Egypt or the gods of the Amorites in whose territory they were residing at that time? Will they stick with what is known and easy and close at hand or look around and be reminded of the bigger picture? One of the biggest dangers in life for all of us is that we can become so accustomed to the way things are or the way they, they, we think they should be that we lose the capacity to think beyond that. We lose the, villa, the vision and the ability and the inclination to set aside our assumptions in order to recognize the full truth of how things really are and to look at our own role in sometimes making those situations worse rather than better. Just in case you're interested to know the end of the Mr. Hive's jacket story with which I began, apparently the vicar turned up just as things were turning seriously nasty. And although nobody seems to know quite how he managed it or what exactly he said to Mr. Hive's jacket, he took it, him to one side, whispered something in his ear, and for some reason, Mr. Hive's suddenly took on the appearance of a frightened rabbit and had a sudden and unexpected change of heart. Oh, right, sir. Very good, sir. Right away. The barrier came up and the congregation members were able to park their cars as arranged. All very intriguing. I must ask him one day what it was that he said. But on to far more serious matters. I'm recording this sermon about 10 days in advance because I shall be away on holiday when this podcast is going to be edited together. So it was yesterday for me, recording this now, um, when the news broke about the truly catastrophic situation we are in in relation to climate change and the consequences for our fragile planet. Time has just about run out for us. And the true consequences of this, if we do not act now, are unthinkable. There is no plan B. We have no other planet. Today, the day after that news broke, the news headlines are all about school exam results. Yes, of course, those are matters of tremendous significance for our school leavers, whose individual lives will be profoundly affected by those results in the future. Except that if we don't look up and attend to the bigger picture, they won't have a future at all. We really do need to wake up, and we need to wake up now. The human temptation is always to give a shrug of resignation, assume that it must be someone else's responsibility, and get on with cooking dinner or managing the road closure or in relation to global warming to regard the prospect of what we are being told as so terrifying that you just don't want to think about it so switch off the television news turn away from the images of the devastating fires destroying greece and russia and huge areas of the usa and the catastrophic floods in Europe and try and forget that it is happening. But this is precisely where we need to be bold 
and to step up and to take encouragement from our reading from Ephesians, not to give up hope, because we can still act. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness. Pray at all times. Keep alert with all perseverance. The Ephesians had every reason to be afraid and to want to retreat and to focus solely on their own individual fears and concerns in what was for them the most challenging of circumstances. But it was imperative that they did not do that. And in the face of the current unprecedented global challenge, it is imperative for us too that we do not lose heart, but prepare ourselves now to take action. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray to the Father, who sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. Protect, we pray, your Church with the armour of faith and righteousness, that all who work in your service be strong in faith and firm in loyalty to your message of love. Empower and inspire your ministers, that in all they do they might channel the gospel of our Saviour. Support them in their ministries, bless them in their daily lives, and nurture them as they grow in wisdom and understanding of the tasks they have been set. Lord, in your mercy. Hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. 
Hear us as we pray for the governance and protection of all your creation, of the earth and all that grows upon it, of all manner of creature that lives upon it, and of all mankind in our necessities. Praying for the people of Haiti following the earthquake, for their rescue and for their aid. Praying for the people of Afghanistan, for all who will lose their freedom, for all who make their escape, for the journalists, particularly the women, now in danger for bringing us the news and trapped under a hostile regime. We pray their protection, the support of the world and the compassion of those in power. Bring peace to the many places of strife in the world and bless all who work towards such peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. Grant us understanding of one another's needs, of our weaknesses and of our failings, that as community of faith we might grow in fellowship and in love, praying thanks for the gift of those skilled in making our worship worthy of your praise, in music, in song and in word, that we might go out and live to your glory in all we say and do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. Comfort and heal all who are sick. Bless all who give their lives to medicine, surgeons, doctors, nurses, paramedics, the scientists and all who support them, and all the ancillary staff and administrators who keep our medical services running. Support all who care for their relatives and friends at home, and bring comfort to those whose lives draw to a close. We pray for all who suffer the effects of COVID-19 across the world, for those with long COVID and the uncertainty it brings to their futures. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Praying thanks for all who have now left this life, releasing them into your care to share in the light of your heavenly kingdom. We hold dear their memories, their legacy of friendship, of companionship, of laughter and of love. Grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers prayers for for the sake sake of your your Son, our our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen.
Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine, 
and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. 
who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy, Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. 
God of all mercy, in this Eucharist you have set aside our sins and given us your healing. Grant that we who are made whole in Christ may bring that healing to his broken world. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.